Welcome to Chapel of Joy Prayer Network. We hope that the following message would edify and encourage you today. Now is the moment of great manifestation in your life, in your family, on the workplace, in your business, in the community. And God is saying now is the time to have this impact. Because you need to remember that you are in partnership with him. And you are his hands and you are his feet. You are his mouthpiece. So I just want you to open yourself up tonight. And even as we sang, I'm never going back. It needs to be a conviction within because sometimes you may be tempted to look back. Or sometimes because of the circumstances of the past, it hinders your progress. But the chains have been broken, amen? Even through the power of the word of God. So tonight I just want you to say within your spirit, Lord, I receive the prophetic word tonight. Through the Logos word, let it become rhema tonight. With the understanding, Lord God, that great things are in store for me because of my positioning. And so, Father, right now, I just thank you for everyone who are in this place. It has been predestined that whoever had to be here is here tonight. And whoever has to be viewing will be viewing tonight. And your word is not going to return void tonight. But it will accomplish a God for everyone present, Lord God. That there'll be a shift. A shift in position and even so. And so Father, help us to do exploits. And even as we have come through a two-year season of uncertainty. And I just got wind today that a, a man of God, which we knew back home, just passed away. So life is not promised to any one of you. So somebody say now. I'm not going to waste any time now. I'm, I'm just going to do what? <laughs> and I always smile at this scripture where where Jesus told Judas, whatever you have to do, <laughs> do it quickly. <laughs> and that was a destructive um, event there. But whatever you have to do, told Judas to do it quickly. And I'm saying this to you. It's not something negative, but in terms of the influence, whatever you have to do, you do it quickly. Because tomorrow is not promised to, to any one of you. Yesterday I was feeling well, today I wasn't feeling well. Who knows but amen where am I tonight I say where am I tonight whatever I have to do I have got to do it quickly and how many of you know in 20 years it's still gonna be quickly amen <laughs> I'm not talking about just for the now but I'm saying what God has placed in your heart young man Andrew is it right you do it quickly in Jesus name we need to stop the procrastinating amen and move forward in Jesus name Amen. As I said last night, humble yourself and begin to serve in, in the little. And as God sees the, the faithfulness in the little, he will entrust you with more to have even greater influence. I, I love to share from my personal experiences. So we're going to get into the word right now. Amen. And make it relevant for us. Somebody say for the now. Somebody's going to relate to the word today. Amen. Somebody's going to say to the word, yes, Lord. Not just amen because this is an amen church. Amen. But there is a, there is a certainty that, that whatever God has spoken, this is what it is. Yea and amen. Amen. Just look to the person next to you 
and give them a smile if they can see your teeth amen i don't know <laughs> you know they, they have put so many restrictions on that all right thank you very much in the end Amen. God is good. God is good. I've been serving God for over 40 years plus. And guess what? I've come out of the wilderness already. <laughs> come out. Amen. Some of you may still be in the wilderness. But there is a word for us tonight and I want to thank God. Father, I just give you thanks and praise for this opportunity. I do not take it lightly because you even said in your word that the the words that you spoke are a spirit and it's life. And so we understand there's, there is power in words. But the word that you spoke was spirit, yes, but it was life. And I understand, Lord God, that words can be spoken that brings death. Which is also a spirit, but the spirit is not of God. So... Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So as I speak, Lord God, I speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit that whatever word that comes from my lips, from my mouth, will be understood. And based upon not only the knowledge but the understanding of God, we will have the will to apply it. That we can obtain that good success. That we can do exploits for you. Present continuous for the now continuing and so not tonight we're gonna just sort of summarize or not summarize but look at the last key how many of you have been blessed over the few days nights just wave your hands amen and so when they ask for testimonies tomorrow at least i want to get about two or three testimonies amen that's depending on how the flow goes eh? we'll see how the flow goes because Tomorrow is an open heaven, amen? Somebody say open heaven. <laughs> we are just coming with expectation. Expectation. I want to put a word before that. Great expectation. As a matter of fact, every time you come to service, there should be great expectation. And so, we want to get into the word of God. We dealt with prophetic revelation and purpose. How the word, upon releasing, it sort of clarifies our purpose. So many, many years ago, while I was at Bible school studying upstate, that's the, the, the first part of my Bible studies before I went for my doctorate. So a couple of years before um, general Bible knowledge for two years, I received a number of prophetic words. Some of them have already come to pass, and some, they're right now unfolding. And that's over 25, 30 years. All right, um, somebody say, wait for it. Wait for it. Some people may feel I'm getting older. It's time for something to happen, but just wait for it. You'll be encouraged by the word of God today because most of you will be able to relate. Parents, you will be able to relate tonight because you're not where you are by chance. There was a process that you had to go through, even for first bringing forth and then nurturing. Was it easy? Not all times, but you're here. Thank God for our parents tonight. Amen. Thank God for our parents. Amen. Praise God. And so, we just again going to understand the principle that I looked at last night, or last evening, partnership and positioning. 
So some of us may be positioned or not positioned in the right place. And we need to be in the right place at the right time for God to release. The account of, of Abraham is coming to me right now. I don't know who, is, who this is for. But Abraham was about to go and sacrifice his son. In his walk of obedience to God. And the Bible says this in Genesis that Abraham, I want you to go and sacrifice your son, your, your, your only son. The son whom you love. As if it was sort of pressing the point. Not only, only, but the son that you love. And Abraham said, and that's why faith is important. Abraham said that, told them, I'm, I'm going up with my son to the mountain. And we will return. Now, if God is sending me up to sacrifice my son, that means at least one is supposed to return, which is Abraham himself. But the faith started from the bottom of the hill. I'm going to up, up to sacrifice, but he told them, we are going to return. How many of you have such faith? <laughs> Wonderful. Because it's not so much, you see, the, every step was a step of obedience. And even going up, uh, Isaac asked ask him, um, where is the sacrifice? Where is the sacrifice? And what did he say? <laughs> the Lord will provide. Now, we all know, he said, we all know God as Jehovah Jireh in this instance, right? Because he did provide. But the Bible says he called the name of the place. Jehovah Jireh. We all know that he is, but, but he called the name of that place where the breakthrough took place. He called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. So there is a place that you are right now that has God's name on it. Whether it be healing you need, he is Jehovah Rophe. We all know he is, but where you are standing, God is going to meet with you right there and reveal his name to you in that situation. So if you are in need tonight, I believe in God for a breakthrough in finances. I want you to know that you are in a place that is called Jehovah Jireh. You got that? So don't look at God as being far off, you know, where you where <laughs> for where you stand is the place. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's just a word in that. There's just so much word. I amen. But let, let me let me let us come back to the word. That was for somebody who's looking for a breakthrough. Amen. You are in the right place at the right time to receive the right blessing. Amen. Praise God in Jesus' name. Amen. So words in itself, it stimulate vision. I want my wife to come and give an exercise again. So you'll understand what I'm saying. Because I want to drive this home. My wife is going to speak in another language. Some of the things I have been saying, very briefly, I won't tell her what to say. But she's just going to speak. And I want, I want to ask the question after. Did you understand the prophetic revelation? You ready for it? She's going to prophesy. 
Uh, thank God for the wife of my youth. Amen. Come on, come on, come on now. My wife of 31 years. Amen. I am keeping her looking young. Amen. He's the small Lord. Good evening, church. Sakafet. Sakafet. How are you? Okay, I'm just doing one translation. Bodie bon, Bodie say a bon Bodie. Anu continue luwe Bodie, glorifie Bodie, adoue Bodie. Paske ise on Bodie kikabano tout sa nou bouzwe. Ah, Bodie noue meo. Ah, Bodie. Nukamadeo pou beninu, nukamadeo pou grasu, nukamadeo pou papa, pou tout sa nou bouzwen. What's happening? So what you clapping for? That's prayer. All is prayer. Was that a blessing or a curse? You think so? Didn't she rebuke you? No. Bodie, Bodie. God, God, Jehovah God. Uh, at least you understand. If you understand that, wave your hand. Amen. <laughs> did you receive or did you get anything from that? What I mean, you heard it. The word, same word, was spoken. Just like I'm speaking. Are you understanding me now? Yeah. But why didn't you say amen to her? I'm a little offended because as if you're not standing with her. You're standing with me. But she was speaking truth. She was speaking the word. She was giving God thanks. But why didn't you respond? So let us give God thanks tonight. Now. Amen. You see results? You see results? Yeah? Now, another thing to understand about praise. If I want to tell you praise the Lord, I want to hear you praise the Lord. Most times when we say, praise the Lord, most people say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But what is praise? Lord, you have been wonderful. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, that's praise. If, if you were to give me some praise, you say, uh, Apostle Tim, good word. That's praise. So when I say praise God, it's not just saying praise God. What is the praise? I want to hear some praise tonight. God is faithful. God is almighty. He's always on time. God, God is patient. Lord, you can't. That's what praise is. And what happens when we praise God? When you get some praise, what happens to you? Your head begins to swell, right? Ooh, nice cake, nice lunch. Oh, wife, love that. Amen. It begins to feel good. Now, what happens when God's people praise him? What happens? He begins to swell up, man. And the Bible says he dwells in the praises of his people. So in future, you see, if you do not have the understanding, you'll go through traditionally what you have been used to. But somebody say, thank God for the revelation of praise tonight. Because when you see praise the Lord, there, praise the Lord, it has to go beyond just saying praise. You have to, to big him up. You got to give him thanks you for who he is and also for what he has done. You got that?
Amen. I deviated a bit there, but somebody needed that also. Amen. Praise God. So, words stimulate vision. So, every word that I speak, you are seeing something. If you do not know the meaning of, of a word, you would not see it. Because it's not clear as to the meaning. Just like my wife spoke in Patwa. You couldn't understand it, therefore you cannot have vision on something you do not understand. Now, there is the speaking of tongues as a gift in Scripture. If I were to speak in tongues, as the Apostle Paul rightly put it, most would not understand the message. That's why God will give an interpreter, uh, interpretation of that same word, which is also a gift. Or the same person might speak in tongues and also interpret what is being said by the Spirit of God. So if we are all in, the Apostle Paul said this, sometimes when we get together to pray, pray in the language everybody understands. There is a prayer in the Spirit where you build up yourself. But corporately, if you just have to pray in tongues all over the place, who is understanding what is being said to be in agreement to what is being said? If I were to preach this message in tongues, y'all would just leave here, I'm going to use the word, as dumb as ever. Is that all right? Because you do not understand. What a waste of one hour. <laughs> because you're just sitting listening but not understanding. So the way I minister is for people, even the youngest, to, to seek to understand what God is saying to them. So if I were to say purpose, everybody possibly have an understanding of purpose. So I've been releasing over the past two days prophetic revelation. And I trust by now you understand what prophetic revelation is. Yes? Yes? The words that's unctionized by the Holy Spirit. Or the Logos word coming forth but bringing life and understanding. It also speaks to what is to come. Or what is and is to come. It's a revelation. That means you did not know it before, understand it before, but even through the teaching, clarity is coming, so you'll know what to do, when to do, how to do. Yeah? How many of you have ever got a, a gadget or some new piece of equipment? Maybe a television with a remote. How many of you have taken your time to understand, <laughs> understand how the remote works? What most likely we may do is, okay, this is on, <laughs> this is off, this is change channel. But most would not take the time to go through. The potential is more than we know. But we will base, go through the basics because we know the basics, but we would not take time to read to see the capacity or the what I can do with this thing. Isn't that right? Any piece of equipment, it has a lot more potential in it, but it's limited to what we know and understand. Are you with me? So that's why when it comes to the word of God, you just don't pass over it. You got to take your time and meditate on it. So you will just not know, but understand what God is saying. How many of you that the teaching has helped you in your devotion now? Anyone else? 
Based upon the teaching of what you see, what you see, vision, what you see. So you, you're reading the word now, but you're seeing things differently. Because words has vision. Yeah? Words has vision. And so I have been dealing with the prophetic. We understand that prophetic revelation. And last evening I dealt with partnership and positioning. And the reason I dealt with that before now, dealing with preparation and preservation, because I wanted us to understand that God is with us. So I had to deal with the partnership first. Although in the text, you would see the partnership and positioning came after because of God, because of the hand of God. In the text, that's the last point or last key. The actual preparation comes before the partnership. But I wanted to bring out the partnership to let you know that as we deal with the preparation that you are not alone. God is with you and God has positioned people around you to help you through this walk of faith. Amen. But yes, yesterday I called, okay, going through the sun is about to go for exams. And, and she called on the man of God. Man of God, we need a word here. We need some scriptures. And he was positioned to release the scriptures to help him in his good success. Put your hands together for that again. But what I'm saying, beyond God himself who is with us, I'm the vine, you the branches. We dealt with that. There are people positioned in your life. In marriage, I have a partner. And I want to qualify not partners. I'm talking about my wife now. <laughs> and there's a reason for the compliment is to assist in the God-given vision for the family. The Bible says one, or two are better than one. For if one falls, the other can. But woe to the one who is all alone. So God has positioned. So as I deal with this last uh, key here, I want you to understand that you are not alone. God is with you, first of all. And God has positioned people around you. But you have to find them in a way led by the Spirit and then position yourself so you can have the overflow. And they will help you and assist you along the way. So let's go to Genesis chapter 49, verse 22. Oh, this is a, a lovely scripture now. I, I, I just fell in love with this. Tim Robinson is a fruitful vine. Call your name, call your name. I am a, now, not rotten fruit, you know. Not rotten fruit. Good fruit. All right? Tim Robinson, Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring. I, I, I'm taking my time again. Do you see something? What do you see? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. This, this, this is going to be a prophet of God right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray, I declare so in Jesus' name. Amen. A fruitful vine. Yes, good, great. But a fruitful vine near a... What do you think of? Spring? So what do you see? Where are you positioned? He shall be like a tree planted by the... That's what? Bring it for fruit. So you're not fruitless. You are fruitful by a spring. So you are positioned... A lovely spring, spring, of course, what's in the spring? Not a dried up spring. 
Water is in the spring. What does water speak of? Holy Spirit. Amen. Whatever you want to see. But, but all you can see is a nice garden you position there. Lots of fruit in it and some lovely water all around it. Isn't that right? You're seeing that, right? That's you. That's you. What else? Whose branches now? There is containment in your garden. That means there are walls all around. There are restrictions within that. Though the stream is wonderful, the tree has fruit. But what I see is that <laughs> the branches climb over the wall. That speaks of expansion. That speaks of beyond limitations. And so that's the great part. You remember um, Ruben's um, blessing when I dealt with it? It wasn't such a good one, right? <laughs> So, if I'm hearing this from my father, Tim Robinson, you are a fruitful vine. You, you, you are by a spring. Oh boy, I, I think I, it's like praise, you know, I'm feeling good. But look at the last, next line, and this is what we're going to deal with here. With bitterness, archers attacked him. The enemy. Yeah. If you want to say the devil himself and his demons, whatever you want to say, even people being used to attack you because there, as a matter of fact, it is said that people don't throw stones. People only throw stones at fruit bearing trees. Listen again. If your tree has fruit, you'll find people throwing stones. If it doesn't have fruit, no stones. So when people are throwing stones at you and the opposition is coming, know that you are bearing fruit. Anytime some attack is coming against you on the job, just say, I am a fruitful vine. And there will be people throwing stones at me. No wonder bitter archers attack, attacked him. They shot at him with what? Hostility. They were angry. Now, what does Psalm 18.28 says? It says this. You, Lord, remember I said there's partnership, huh? Partnership. You, Lord, in spite of, you keep my, like, what do you see? Right? If you were to read some scriptures before, you'll see the opposition or the challenges. But David is saying, you, God, you keep my lamp burning. What does that mean? My lamp is not out. I'm still on fire. Irrespective of what's going on. My God turns my darkness into light. What do you see? A room that is dark, but pop, the light comes on. Who does that? God turns whatever gloomy situation you are faced with. And some of us have been faced with gloomy situations, especially through the COVID. But God is what? He's turning my darkness into light. Now, watch this. With your help, whose help? God's help, I can advance against a troop. Against a troop. So it's not so much on the defensive, but I'm moving against the troop. I'm moving towards it. I'm not running from the situation, but I'm faced. All of us like to run from problems and go to America. 
I'm just saying that. You want to escape and from marriage because there's no, you know, I, I, no, 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 no. I want you to face it. You got to face it. Because with God's help, I can advance against. Advancement means what? Moving forward, not going back. Moving forward. And that's why we lose many times because we keep going back in retreat because of the situation. But with God's help, I can advance against a troop. Now, the eye speaks to what? Now, I'm just showing you what I'm seeing. The eye speaks to myself and God too. What does a, a, a troop refer to? So I see myself and God and I see a troop. What are you seeing? More than one. So two against many. But with God's help, I can advance against the troop. And with God's help, with my God, I can scale. Do you see the connection in scripture there? The fruit is going over the wall. And I see with God's help, I can scale over the wall. In other words, the wall cannot restrict you. The troop cannot restrict you. I want you to see it. I want you to see yourself. Oh, Zerubbabel, oh, great mountain. Who do you think you are? Before my very eyes, tonight, you are coming down in Jesus' name. And that's how, in terms of you talk about doing exploits and moving on, it's not time for retreat here. It's knowing your God, he is with you, and anything that is confronts, that confronts you, you are able to deal with it with God's help. You see, when we understand that, and we know we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? And so when circumstances come, I don't look at things in the natural. You have to have the spiritual eyes to see that the opposition is coming to build something in you. It's not to break you, but to make you. And if you understand that, you can advance. Advance. Some of you are stuck the same place tonight. You're going to shift in Jesus' name. So the walls that, 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 that one has to overcome are most times in the process of preparation. You're talking about the walls. It's in the process of preparation you find that they are the walls. You see, one must be proven, one must be tested, one must be tried before even God himself entrusts them with anything. Romans chapter 5 verse 3. Now Dr. King can, uh, which one I'm speaking about now? Yeah. <laughs> the apostle King can he has influence. He has influence. But the key is how he got to the point to have and maintain influence. Because one can attain something, as I said before, that your, your gift and character can take you to the top. But your gift and ability and talent can take you to the top. But, but character is what's going to keep you there. So when you say, okay, I'm over the wall now, I have fruit and, and, and now I'm a person of great influence. How do I maintain that? Because a lot of people mess up. You agree with me? So when God entrusts something to you, you need to understand we got to be a good steward of everything God releases to us. And so 
What is the process for this? Do you think overnight it just arrives? If you have to understand the process in our marriage, in our family, we are where we are today, not only because of the grace of God, but we submitted to the process. And the process matured us in the relationship. So there are times you may feel like quitting, but quitting is not an option. Because you are who you are, the grace of God is over you, and because you know where God is taking you, you stick through the tough times because it's building further character. Wife, should I share this? Romans chapter 5 verse 3 says this. Not only so, but we also glory in sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And the Bible says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has be given to us the sufferings the tribulations the trial it produces perseverance the perseverance produces an approved character a quality of character and the character realizes hope hope is the expectation of something greater beyond what is yeah a couple of years ago my first daughter was assaulted by three men, three boys. Now, upon hearing and everything else, what do you expect to happen at age 15? How would a father feel? How would a mother feel? How would you feel? You're quiet on me? Would you be angry? Not just one, you know, three. So you're going through this process now as Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim. Then you have Father Tim. Father Tim. But Father Tim is a pastor. How do you relate and how do you deal? Understanding also that one of the kids, their father was a pastor also. Which we spent some time with. And... So we went just having a chat and saying, listen, okay, we understand this. The law is the law. They will do what they have to do. But we will. Let's connect and let's talk about it as pastor to pastor. My daughter is a victim. Your son is the, yeah. So let's talk about it. He says, no, no, I, I have nothing to tell you. You can do what you want. I have my lawyers too. And that was the response. Good. So, so that was it. We had confrontation with the, not confrontation, met with the parents of the, you know what, not through the school system, what not. We, we did what we had to do and we just allowed God to do what he had to do. But as a father, how would you feel? How would you respond to even this fellow pastor? I can speak about it because that's my testimony. Because you can only learn from one's experience. So you're in the shower, most times in the shower I will cry. Yeah. Because you do not know if it's water or tears. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and not just for that, you know, for anything. <laughs> you know, my wife wouldn't know when I cry because, you know, she's seen water. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm, I'm saying? Yes. 
So you are in a position now where you are a pastor, but you are this. And so just to make a long story short, a couple of months later, the pastor, a young, vibrant pastor, he died. Now, I didn't pray for that. I didn't pray for anything, but my conclusion was, here I'm trying to meet, but you are puffed up. You are, this is it. And somehow, somehow you left the earth. Let's leave it like that. But this is not really a story. I had to go to the U.S. at that time, about three weeks after that incident, to preach at a youth convention. And it had to start from Sunday to Sunday. So every night I had to minister. And my ticket is booked, everything is booked, and this incident takes place. And I'm saying to myself, no, I, I am not able to, to go because emotionally, even spiritually, you drain. Because it's a, it's, it's a situation where you really need <laughs> some help here. So I was about to cancel and the Spirit of God said, no, 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 you go. You go. Because in the toughest moments, that's when a greater anointing comes on. You see, I've realized that in my life, when things are not going too well, that's where I minister a lot better. But somehow it works that way. So I went to the U.S. and I spoke from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. On Wednesday, on the Wednesday while I was walking through the aisle and I'm speaking, I saw a young eight-year-old in the corner and, and I paused and I began to weep. And I called her and I just hugged her. I hugged her for about five minutes, just hugging and weeping. And the mother was by her, so I called the mother also, just to stand with there. And because of what God was revealing unto me, I didn't speak in the mic. But I spoke to them, and, and they broke down. But I kept this girl hugging. No. Only to find out this young girl was abused from five. Didn't know. And for me, if it was just this reason I was in the U.S., not for everybody else, for this young eight-year-old, it would have been worth it. What if I stayed home? What if because of my pain, I didn't advance? So I went through the rest of the nights, and on the Sunday when I was about to leave, the young girl came and hugged me, and she says, Pastor Tim, don't go, don't go, don't go. And the mother came weeping behind. And she said this thing about the girl. From age five to eight, to the, the very night, the Wednesday night, she was in a room, always in a corner, quiet, you know, all through the process. She was just sad. But from the Wednesday, the light came on. From the Wednesday, there was a breakthrough. The child came out vibrant and everything else because there was a prophetic revelation that came at that night for her. What if I didn't go? What if because of my situation, but even through that trying time, God used me to minister healing to a young girl? And I said to myself, if it's for just this girl I went there, God be praised. What I am saying here is that sometimes you want to give up because it's getting too tough. But I'm here to let you know that tribulation and the process and the suffering and the preparation, hallelujah, it produces something. It produces perseverance if you can just hold on. Do you see that? Hold on to God. Hold on to his promise. 
Hold on to his word. He is not going to disappoint you. In the end, my people shall never be put to shame. In Jesus' name. Amen. Right now, this daughter is married with two children. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise and thanks. Still some challenges. Amen. But God is good. God is good. It's what you see. You have to have the vision beyond what you're faced with. Because if you don't have that, you'll be stuck. Can I finish now? <laughs> so three major walls that we need to overcome as I go through quickly here. And the first one is not really relating to the text. But however, I will bring reference to two other texts. Because you will understand, firstly, the first wall is, is that unbelief and doubt. That God says something or this is it. Either we are doubting. In other words, our response to the word, our response to the prophetic revelation is key. And so turn with me to Genesis 17, 1. I'm just going to read two texts right now. So you will understand because I want you to see something. Unbelief and doubt. And you will agree with me, in our lives, we have been faced with that. When God has spoken and the situation, it gets intensified. We could have some doubt. God, did you really say? Oh God, this situation is so overwhelming. Are you in it with me? All of those questions begin to come up. Yeah? Peter, come on the water. Walk to me. All right. <laughs> Good challenge. He is walking. And then what happens? He turns and he sees the waves. And guess what happened to him? He sank. But who reached out? Jesus reached out. And that's the grace here. But Genesis chapter 17, 1. When Abraham was 90 nine years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, prophetic revelation, and what? He wanted Abraham to see something, so he spoke. See something, so I'm going to speak so you can see. Agreed? I am God Almighty, watch this, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Now, that's a word in itself, but let's move on. Then I will make walk before me, are you seeing? And be blameless, the character. And then I will make my covenant. Let's go over that again. The being walk before me faithfully, upright. Saints of God, walk before God faithfully and upright. And be blameless, and I will do. Prerequisite, yeah? Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and will greatly increase your numbers. I want you to see that. Abram fell face down. <laughs> Let's read the next line. He fell face down, and what? <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> and now, he's speaking... A word of vision to himself. <laughs> Whatever you speak, it's a vision. You see it. He spoke that to himself. Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? How could this happen? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? How could this happen? And Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael, which was the other one, I wouldn't get into that, 
might live under your blessing. Then God said yes. Ishmael will still live under the blessings, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him oh, Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. What we see here could be an element of doubt. How could this happen? I'm 99. My wife is old, and God, you're saying this. How is it possible? But we heard from the, 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 the one who was sharing tonight that with God, all things are possible. If he spoke it, it's going to, and that next text is going to bring that out. We see the case with Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 29, which we only read around Christmas time. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. That's the angel of the Lord came and spoke some words, having her see something. This is what's going to happen. The words produce a vision. All right? And so the Bible says in verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor. Now, remember the blameless before in Abraham's case? There are certain things that God is expecting in terms of the upright walk. We want the blessings. We want the breakthrough. But we live anyhow sometimes. God has said there need to be consistency in the character. Because what we're looking at is the preservation of the influence. So it has to, we have to go through the preparation for that to be established. So after we have influence, we can maintain influence throughout our lifetime. Are you with me? Good. You will conceive, verse 31, and give birth to a son and you shall call his name. Jesus. And this Jesus, I want you to see something. He's going to be great. And he'll be called the son of the... the and, and, and Mary is seeing this, huh? Because the words are coming. This Jesus is going to be great. And he shall be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And verse 34 says this. How will this be? Since I am a virgin. Somebody tell me how that's going to happen. So at that point in our lives, not in this instance, but we may have some doubt. How can this be? When God is saying something to us, you're not seeing it. How can this be? And the element of doubt and unbelief steps in. How many of you agree with me sometimes that happens? How is it possible for me to expand this ministry? How is it possible for me to... to, 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 to to send my children to college or university, how, how to, to start my own business, where is the money coming from? All of those questions, that's one of the walls that we have to deal with, is that doubt. But watch a powerful scripture now. The angel answered, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Somebody say overshadow so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is over the wall. Somebody say over the wall. Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her young age. No, old age. And she who, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. She was barren. And I speak to any barren person here right now in the name of Jesus. 
We release the covering of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit overshadow you right now. In Jesus' name. How is it possible? Watch verse 37. Take note of that. For no word from God. <laughs> Come on, I need you to read that with conviction for me. For no word from God will ever fail. Let's glorify God on that point. How is it going to be? What I see God, I, I, sometimes the doubt is coming. But the confirmation comes, the assurance comes that no word from God will ever fail. Can we settle that? Yeah, can we settle that? No word. He promised it. He will deliver. But there is the criteria before. Favored of God. Walk faithfully before me. Walk blameless before me. And then you will see the results. Are you, are you seeing the prerequisite here? And that blameless development, it comes through the preparation. From glory to glory. You know, somebody said we cannot be perfect. But I looked at, look at the word perfect as maturity. Maturing in the faith. May not be perfect. You remember the 5%? Yeah. <laughs> you remember the 5%? Not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent. My wife is not. There's a level of imperfection here. But I am maturing. We are maturing. Yeah? From glory to glory. So that's the expectation. And verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me be fulfilled. In other words, be unto me. We know it this way. According to your word. Somebody say that to yourselves right now. Be unto me according to your word. Be unto me according to your word. In other words, that brings a settlement as to what God has said. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled in me. Then the angel left her. So Joseph knew his purpose through a dream, which I call prophetic revelation. It came in the form of a dream. And what was the preparation? We read in the scripture that archers came. It was released. Hostility, anger. Even before the blessing came from the Father, I want us to understand the preparation was when the dream came. From the point of the dream, he was first sent into a pit. By whom? His brothers. The preparation. Now, what wife was asking me today was, he what? Uh, you think he is angry? <laughs> I mean, we're just discussing. You think he was angry now? My brother's putting me in a pit. I have a dream something's going on. And they're on my case like archers with hostility. Instead of encouraging me as family, they're not encouraging me. Because the second point we will see here in terms of a wall is the overcoming the attacks of those closest to us. Overcoming the attacks of those closest. We expect those closest around us to give us the support. We expect support from this person closest, from our parents, from this. We expect the support, but it's not happening. What do I do? Do I get upset with them? If God has spoken it to you, irrespective of who is not in your corner, it shall come to pass. So, the pit. Thankfully, amen. He came out of the pit. 
Someone say, Amen, I'm out of the pit. And you rejoice in, man, thank you, God, I'm out of the pit. Now you go into the palace, eh? You go there. They call that the power of the peace here. From the pit, you move to the palace, and things are nice, man. God, God, God's favor is following you. Your gift is making room for you. And then, I will come to that, but. So I'm coming out. I'm in the palace here. But another wall that could connect to that other family is sometimes your, your past. Your past. You know, things that has happened to you in the past and maybe present is affecting you up to this day. It could be affecting your marriage too. Maybe because of the abuse and the pain and the, what was said to you. It is still disturbing you that why you cannot have a wholesome relationship because it's, it's like, like, like you, 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 you um, what's the word? You, you're suspicious of everybody now because you got stabbed in the back. I don't need any friends now because I cannot trust friends. I mean, that's the thought process. And we go through this, we go through this. Let me just, let me just give you something to help you as a counselor. The first question you must ask yourself is who you are. Right. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You have to establish who you are. What are some of the great qualities in your life? X, Y, Z. For me, how I use that is the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. So that's who I am. Because the spirit is in me, so I have love, peace, joy. Help me here. Gentle, gentleness, meekness, somebody say temperance, somebody say temperance, the ability to, to control your temper, the ability to control your temper, the fruit of the spirit is. So you have to identify this is me. And where is the fruit of, where is the spirit? Where are the challenges most times? The obstacles, the relatives, everything else is outside of you. Is that right? The walls are outside of you for some of you. So the opposition is outside of you. Why do you take it and put it inside of you? Why do you take what's outside of you, the person, and bring them into your marriage? Why do you bring it into your life and cause pain and hurt and unforgiveness? Why do you do it? So if I am love. Everything outside of me, it's outside of me. I am not going to bring it in to contaminate the quality of who I am. So do me whatever you want. I will still love and forgive. Because I'm not going to let any unforgiveness come inside to contaminate the quality of my character and who I am. You see, you got to know who you are in God. And when you know that, you could respond accordingly. Because don't allow people to make you who you're not. So some people go to sleep with people. They have them on their mind. Before bed, coming out of bed, during the day, they're carrying the weight all, all over them. Because you're taking it on. Some of you maybe have some people you just cannot forgive because of. I'm talking about the walls here. Oh, yes, there's fruit on the vine. Oh, oh yeah, wonderful. But we, we want to climb over the wall here. There is a containment because, or restrictions because we are not giving up some of the things we have to deal with. 
Can I get an amen here? Can anybody relate? I mean, my wife and I individually in different areas, we have had our struggles. I'm not talking about marriage now, but every individual do have the areas of, of, of where they have to mature or improve. I call it improve. So stop blaming one another. It's your fault. It's your fault. No. Take responsibility and respond accordingly. But no, we cast blame like Adam and Eve. It's the woman. No, it's the man. Oh, it's the serpent. We begin to cast blame everybody else and we feel so, you know. Stop casting blame. Who is responsible? The husband or the wife? Who is at fault here? Both take 100% responsibility. And if you look at it that way, you'll see not you right or I wrong, but we can resolve this. Because that could have been my wife could respond to what I said or what I did. You understand what I'm saying? So she's wrong, she's wrong, she's wrong. No, no, no. I have to accept 100% responsibility for the state of the relationship. Because if I responded better, things would be better. You're, you're not getting me here. Oh, but I have feelings. I have feelings. This is what I think. I have to express myself. And then when we say, okay, enough. No, 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 no. You have to hear what I'm saying. And, and we paint a vision of discord and disunity. Yeah, this is who you are. You will never change. Are you getting me here? And we speak those words like venom, just coming like poison. And what we expect from the relationship? Lovey-dovey and dancing? No. Somebody say amen. Somebody say I love you, Pastor Tim. <laughs> Somebody say I received the word. <laughs> Somebody say I'm getting vision here in my marriage. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You're loved in the first place. Keep on loving, amen. Keep on loving. So the pit there, you go through that. The prison now comes. When you think things are happening, all of a sudden again, you are falsely accused. And that's the third wall. And then I'm finished. Overcoming attacks on your integrity. Where people accuse you falsely. They say things, this is not who you are, you know, but they, 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 they begin to spread and gossip who you're not. And that hurts, man. It's painful. The woman says, come lie with me. You know, come lie with me. Joseph says, I'm not, going to in, I'm not going to touch anyone or anything that my master didn't give me charge of. And you, woman, he didn't give me charge of you. And she vexed. So she falsely accused the man. I didn't do anything. What have I done? You remember, David? What have I done? Is there not a cause, brothers? I just came to bring food to the camp. And I asked a simple question. And you all are telling me, Giving me my business. What have I done? And who saved them? Same David. They're all afraid to go before Goliath. Who saved them? You come to me for spare sword and sheep, but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. Oh, great Goliath, you're coming down tonight in Jesus' name. That's the approach. Advance the truth. Are you getting the word here? Advance the truth. Don't retreat. Advance the truth with the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. And so when you think it's breaking through, here comes the prison. I didn't do anything, but you end up in prison. God used your gift in prison. And you tell the man, when you go out, you remember me, put in a good word for me, he forget you. You know? So you're still in prison because he messed you up. You know? He messed you up. So, so you can either be vexed or keep your eyes on the vision and the dream. 
Because your parents are going to come, your brothers are going to come and bow before you. And in God's timing, what happened? I want you to see it. In God's timing, the king had a dream. <laughs> and whose gift made room for him? St. Joseph. And he came out now. And who was there for his brothers and family? It was. And not only that, the famine was throughout the land. So not only brothers and family, the fruit went over the wall. Extended beyond family. So what does Psalm 6610 say? Psalm 6610. And I'm coming to a close here. Now I want you to see that there. Eh? And I want you to know this is the Logos word. It's the word. So whenever a testing come, somebody say, bring it on. <laughs> Be careful what you're saying. No, 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 say it. Bring it on because God is perfecting and maturing you for something great. But we like to be complacent where we are. But God will cause some things to happen to shift us. You God who tested us. The same God who is our help. God, you put us through trials. How many of you are going through a trial right now? Don't be ashamed. Amen. Who put you in that trial? And I heard a word saying that God is not going to give you more than you can bear. And the way I interpret this is, God, if you give it to me, you know I can bear it. Because you promised because of your faithfulness, you're not going to send me to any trial that you know I cannot bear. So I think I cannot bear sometimes. But you know I can bear it. So I will persevere and I will hold on because you said in your word, you are faithful, you will make a way of escape. So I will stand my ground trusting in your faithfulness. Whatever testing you bring my way, you know I can handle it. And that's how I, I see it. So I give my wife problems. She give me right problems. When I say problems, you know, she on my case sometimes. God, you won't allow it if you don't know I can handle it. You won't make her say what she said if you don't know I can handle it. So if it comes... Because of your faithfulness, it's not about her, you know. It's to mature me. Watch this. You tested me. You tried me. You put me in the pit. You put me in the prison. You refine me like silver. I don't have time to go into to the refinement process. Because some of you might say, ouch, every second. The refinement process is, a, is, 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 is something. It, 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 it's either you survive or you die. But what I'm saying is that... God is the one doing it. He is refining us. The Bible says, you brought us into prison. Who is the you? God brought us into prison. Someone say amen. That's, is that the word? Uh, you're, not, you're not talking to me. Is that the word? Who brings us into prison? And you laid burdens on our backs. Who did that? The devil? Oh, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind. No, 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 devil me. God allows it because the preparation is necessary for the good success and the maintenance of it. It's one thing to have a business, start a business. You will persevere. If you're not prepared, at the end you lose everything. Because you haven't been tried and proven and tested. Somebody will come and, and try to offer you a little scheme here. You may want to go along with it, but God wants you to, 
to be honest in your dealings. God wants you to be a person of integrity, to say no when they have to say no. And still be prosperous in Jesus' name. Who laid burdens on our backs? What 12 says? I want you to see it, you know. You let people ride over our heads. <laughs> Boy. We went through the fire. Somebody say through. Somebody say through. It is not meant that we stay in it. We went through the fire. We went through the deep waters. But you, same God, you brought us to a place of abundance. Now, another version says, yes, you allow all of those in the preparation for Joseph, the pit, and the prison. But you are bringing us into a wealthy place. You see, if you don't see the wealthy place, you will break in the times of the, the trials. So I want you to know whatever you're going through, God is not going to give it or allow it if you cannot handle it. So lift your hands up and say right now, God, you know I can bear this thing. You know I will be victorious over this. Somebody say, God, I'm going through. It's not meant for me to stay in. I'm going through it. Whatever my situation, whatever the wall, my past, I'm going through right now. I'm climbing over the wall in Jesus' name. You're bringing me to a place of real fulfillment. So some of us want the blessing man and the flowing. Are we not prepared to go through the characteral building that God allows? Somebody asked me, does it ever stop? It may not stop. Because somebody say from glory to glory. When you see God wants to take you higher, so he has to send you through more processes to get higher. There'll be temptations that will come. There will be testings that will come. But ahead of, there's no testing that will come upon you. That is not common to man, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond that you're able to bear. But you will with, make a, a way of escape. Another text is coming to mind and then I'm bringing it in. The Bible says that your light affliction. I want you to see this. Your light affliction is but for, now how long is a moment? Your light affliction is for a moment. And that light affliction, that's why I tell you to say, bring it on, you know. The light affliction, affliction is the pressure, the you know, everything is, is but for a moment. And the Bible says, that is working for you. It's working for you. What you're going through right now, the trial, it's, it's working for you. A far more exceeding weight of glory. Now tell me where the weight is. Is the weight on the affliction or the weight on the glory? The affliction is light. The Bible doesn't describe the affliction as weighty affliction. The light affliction is but for a moment and it's working for you a far more exceeding weight of God's glory while you do not look at the things <laughs> that are outside of you but you look at what God is saying oh put your hands together for God for that amen and so as I conclude so how do we 
How does one reach a, a position of influence? And you have reached there. How do we preserve it? Yeah? So God has blessed you at one phase now. God is taking us. Amen. Keep taking us further. But how do I preserve this thing? And I just want to read the text quickly. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. I've shared this before over the past two days. What I need you to do is to do like what Mary did. Just be unto me according to your word. Your word is sure. And so, I need you to hold on to the prophetic revelation. I need you to hold on to the word. I need you to hold on to the vision, what you see, where God is taking you as a ministry, as a person, as a family. And let me just point that in. As a family, you have to have a vision too. It's not just, you know, you're there, you're having a good time with your husband and wife. And, you know, there is a purpose for the union. There's a purpose for your life. Begin to seek God on that as to God. What you have called us to is it just to come to church on Sunday morning. No, it goes beyond that. What can we engage in partnership to fulfill God's plan for our life? It has to be there. Write the vision. Make it plain. And so we need to hold fast individually to the, what God has said. And this is what uh, uh, the Apostle Paul told Timothy in 3.14. But as for you, Timothy, I want you to continue in what you have learned and, and have become convinced of because you know those from, from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then he says all Scripture is, is given by God, God breathed. And it's useful or profitable for teaching. We will get some rebuking in the process. Some correcting in the process. And training in righteousness. Why? So that the servant of God, the woman of God, the child of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Somebody say good work. We need to remember, first of all, yes, the prophetic word. The word that comes. This is what I see. This is where God has taken me. So that's one. Keep that in mind. So respect of anything else that's going on around you, you know that God now, in the second point, I'm connected to God, so he's more than able to take me through. I begin to position myself and partner with God in this thing. All right? And so we're going to do And finally, and finally, like Joseph, in the end, We daily walk in love. Now, don't miss this one. Don't miss this one. We daily walk in love. And love is a quality on the inside. You agree? Correct or quality. We always must be in a position to forgive, to be tolerant, to be patient, to be long-suffering. And just put the last text on me, and we're going to read that and close. As a matter of fact, you can stand. And that means the worshipers need to come back. What, don't miss this one, huh? Because prophetic revelation is good. Prophecy is good. This is what God is saying. This is what God wants to do in your life. But I think if we miss this last one, we will miss the entire... Um, someone might say, okay, what God you have called me to do, I know what Apostle is doing, I know what I could see Apostle Tim is teaching. What is my call? Can I, can I just let you see that you're just called to love? If you can define and see that word love unconditionally, your life will be transformed. It's not about business or anything. No, just, just simply love. 
Love those who don't love you. That, that's, if you want the purpose for your life, what's the purpose? I'm going to miss, be Mr. Love, Mistress Love, Child Love. I'm just going to love. Don't try to look for a profound gift. Yeah? Oh, mighty man of God. Mighty, oh, no, no, no. Just love. Because there are many mighty men of God who really don't know how to love. And God will test that character. God will send you through the trial to, that's what he's looking for. Just simply, for God so loved. What did they do to Jesus? The last point, they crucified him. What was he guilty of? What did he do? What guilt? Did he steal? Did he kill? Did he? He just helped people. He just loved. And so if you miss anything else tonight, don't leave here without that love. All right. Because the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 31, so I speak in tongues of men, prophetic revelation, and of angels, but do not have love. I'm just making noise. Are you seeing it? Do you have that last text there, 1 Corinthians? If it's not, then that's fine. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Making a lot of noise. Anointing on me, anointing on me, no. Just a lot of noise. If I have the gift of prophecy, prophetic revelation, Oh, I'm releasing the word that's coming clear and can follow all mysteries and all knowledge and have those gifts and have faith that I can move mountains, man, mighty woman of God, but do not have love. So what are you seeing? What are you pursuing? The greatest is love. If I give all I possess to, to the poor, wow. And over, offer my, 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 my body to, to hardship that I might boast but do not have love. I gain nothing. So love is patient. Do I have patience? And that's the quality we need to work on. And God will test you until that is there. Love is patient and love is, love is kind. Love, it does not envy you will encourage me. You will encourage one another. We will not compete. Love is, is supportive of one another. It enhances relationships. So the Bible says love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. What was done. Love does not keep an account of wrongs. As a matter of fact, it erases resentments. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. The Bible says love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies and prophetic revelation, it will cease. What happens when you don't have a word? What can you do? 
And where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, that will also pass away. But the greatest is love. And now abide of these three things. Faith, which is an essential part of our walk. Hope is the expectation of great things to come. And then you have love. But the greatest of all of those things is love. So maybe you're trying to figure out tonight what is my call? What is God saying? Even through all the word there, the prophetic revelation. Until you find other specific areas of gifting through positioning, let's just accept this. I'm just called to, to love. That's my mission. That's my mission. I don't have to be in the pulpit. On the business place, I can. In the community, I can. And I, I, I don't have to be preaching, you know. I don't have to be preaching. And I, have, I, I just got to be who God has called me to be and, and just love. And that's where the anointing is. <laughs> it's just the love. We hope that this message encouraged you. You can visit us at the corner of 7th Street and Jogi Road, Barataria, Trinidad and Tobago. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning services from 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. You can also join us for our Sunday and Wednesday prophetic anointing services from 6.30 p.m. Thank you for listening.